0: G'day and welcome to another episode of the Keeper League AFLW Fantasy Show Uh, I'm your host Hef and I am joined by a regular guest in this one, Kaze, how you going mate? AFL Women's Specialist case. You are the Women's Specialist. You know more, of, or you put more research into it than I do. I watch uh, like a bit of it, but uh, don't actually like get into all the all the um, backstories and all that sort of Love stuff. Love the stories. And, you know, although I think I did score more than you this week. Yeah, a little <laughs> unlucky. A few, yeah. few things went didn't go quite my way. We will dive into our teams and uh, how things uh, went, but uh, we'll get stuck into the show. But of course, the big story is the round one is done and dusted. Mm-hmm. AFLW is here. It's started. I oh, know it's been around for what eight seasons now but it feels like since fantasy now come on board it's just official like it feels like it's a legitimate thing now fantasy is on board <laughs> definitely seems like there's a lot more chat on twitter about it especially 100%. like you know and obviously we're uh, follow a lot of the same people who love their fantasy and like you've definitely seen that the guys who are or girls who are always commenting on you know men's footy and stuff like that yep. and now i kind of found a bit of a love and passion for the yeah. women's game i've always like and i think you're wearing that we're preaching to the choir here but like the afl doesn't realize how much people watch footy just for fantasy mm-hmm. like i there's no way i would watch a gold coast versus north melbourne game on a sunday twilight correct other than fantasy like yeah. if i didn't have it there's no way i'd be doing that and i think there's a lot of people in the same boat but that said not just the fantasy content there's just a lot of Good stories. Like, I'm hooked on the competition itself. Like, I've never really got into it before this season. Mm -hmm. Um, And and main reason was because Port didn't have a team. So, Mm -hmm. my thing was Port- until Port have a team I don't care mm-hmm. um, we were pretty ra- rubbish last year so it was hard to get into yep. but yeah this year I saw I went to the game on the weekend at the showdown and I saw Port play a good half a footy mm-hmm. actually look competitive but there's just good stories that Sydney game um, where they got their first win and a come from behind victory over GWS was yep. awesome um, and just, they're just having a few fantasy players and getting to know their backstories and just watching them carve up mm. as well um, Georgie Presparcus I'm looking in uh, your direction but uh, uh, you know just having a player like that that you just Legitimately get excited about watching mm. um, has been awesome. So yeah, um, obviously following some of those people that you backed in your teams as well it was yeah. awesome. And then yeah, like some really good highlights from the weekend, like um, uh, it was a Chloe Malloy's sidestep in yeah, the swans, get that, girl, that like stuff like that. And um, yeah, like I, I genuinely do think that the you know. Potentially, there's been some people who have bagged it over the years because the standard's not high, but um, you know, there's some really, really good players out there um, playing some really good footy, so it's definitely worth flicking on on your weekend and uh, nestling in for a game. Absolutely. Well, we'll get into the uh, big fantasy uh, news in a second, but first of all, the big news here in Studio Mm. Hef, we've had a studio revamp. So, if anyone's watching the video content, not as hard on some of the upright stuff, but uh, we've got... uh, Aaron Phillips. Phillips on the wall. We've got Kiara Bowers on the wall. We've got uh, Ebony Marinoff up there too. We've got some Game Day Squad posters up. Uh, yeah, I figured that it was time for a bit of a bit of a revamp. So She was almost my captain on the weekend. Yeah, she was almost mine too, actually. If I, if I knew the rules. Actually, um, no, they've given her my captain points. Okay, so you didn't set you see. I did. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. There. Well, and- she got double score? Anyway. Anyway. Sweet. I'll <laughs> we'll take that. We'll talk about- Well, we'll let's, let's talk about the Kiara Bowers saga. Mm-hmm. So, I just want to kind of um, toot my own, ho- own horn here. Pat yourself on the back. And just and just mention how much of a good bloke yeah. I am, okay? Just, do you want to tell the listeners a story or- <laughs> uh, Well, you haven't even heard the full story. I was <laughs> okay uh, going out to take my daughter to the playground <laughs> yesterday. Right. Uh, literally just got in the car, turned the corner to go and then like I'm, uh, you know, on the- Um, you know you can't play the message pops up you're like Hef Kara Bowers is out if you didn't know and I was like oh shit I didn't and then quickly (laughs) pulled over and I was like just wait a second guys I'm just going to do some uh, (laughs) just going to do some work things on my phone for five (laughs) minutes so quickly pulled her out and uh, brought Swanson in but yeah that was the start of a, a bit of a bad, bad trade post that, but I, I'll jump into that a little bit later. Well, yeah, well, the, the Swanson thing was interesting because you're obviously saying you didn't- I put the C on her because there was no I one I put else. the C on her too because yeah. I, I immediately messaged you and said, "Yeah, you know, what's happening? Can I not- Because I traded her out and there was no- Like, usually when you trade out someone in normal fantasy, like if you've moved them or swapped them, the captaincy or the emergency or something just switches straight over. Yeah. So, um, I was like, oh, geez, yours has done the same thing too. Yeah, that's strange actually because I do have the C on Swanson, but yeah. it's given me Marinoff's score. So yeah. I don't know how that actually works. I'll take Marinoff's score because it's higher. Yeah. Maybe they did it as a bit of uh goodwill. Yeah, maybe because a lot of people didn't know. Well, no one actually knew what the go was. So maybe yeah. they've just given us the highest one out of the two. That's handy. That might be, that's nice there if they've done that. But um, yeah, that makes sense. But anyway, well, I thought that would be more of a story, but it looks like I've got the same thing. But I wouldn't be happy. I wasn't disappointed with Swanson. But it looks like I've gone from not knowing who Swanson was to, you know, following her game via yeah. uh, <laughs> AFL Women's app intently. And she is going to probably stay in my team but we'll talk about our trade options uh, later on but uh, let's talk about your best pick Mm -hmm. of round one who was it Uh, for me I reckon it's a coin flip for me so uh laura gardner uh, i had her in my forward line she turned up on the weekend I'm definitely happy with um you know 100 points from a 647k forward so i think she's going to be a few people's trade-in targets this week so happy i got on the ground level there but also happy i backed in alice Edmonds, so paid a premium for the ruckman she ended up uh ruck woman ruck person called ruck person, yeah. ruck person. <laughs> the rucks the rucks um <laughs> Uh, And she scored 109. So, look, I know you and a lot of other people went with the Shoals kind of Davies combo. Yeah. I actually have those other two um, on my bench and and my um, utility emergency. But look, it netted me 33 point differential on someone like Shoals. So, um, I know you obviously pay top dollar, but um, if she can kind of keep that level up for the whole season, uh, I think it will be worth the investment. Yeah, I think- Edmonds just following that game as well just looked like head and shoulders above their next best player mm-hmm. in that game as well so a real kind of premium there in a game that in, in, a, in a side that really didn't shine on mm-hmm. the weekend but uh my obvious one was um pick best pick of the round was Georgie Prasparkas so, like this is now the player that uh has got me in to she, who's she gonna replace just keep hold the hold of oh, you wow you've actually thought about this tread water there guys just uh, get this for <laughs> the uh, camera Sorry, I was just off mic there for a second. I got a big Georgie uh, Prispaques poster. <laughs> yeah, so I've got to uh, pull down one of them now and uh, yeah, who's change gonna, it over. Who's it going to lose? I don't know. Maybe Surely Bowers has to leave because she yeah, she's she not on our team. So yeah. maybe that's it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, all right. My well, what's your worst pick of the uh, the week? So what happened was obviously when I traded out um, Bowers for. Swanson, I was like, man, I've got so much extra cash in my Ford line I'd like to play with now. And I had, um, uh, what was her name, Matty Hyde, Michaela Hyde, sorry, Um, kind of like a 450 kind of cheapie. And I was like, you know, just. It balanced out my tide, you know, while Bowers was in there because I paid the top dollar. And I was like, actually, I've got so much money, I can afford literally any forward playing for either West Coast or Fremantle. So, I was like, I'll quickly whack in Ebony Antonio, who was about 800K premium forward, and she scored 35 points. And in the cruelest (laughs) twist of fate, uh, Hyde went on to score 49. So, and I think that 14-point differential might have almost been the difference between us two in our scores on the weekend. So. The, the worst thing that actually kills, she kind of lost me about 100K off that, uh, just kind of thrown out potentially this week's trades um, yeah. a little bit. So that's my worst pick. And it was kind of that last minute. I got a little bit excited about having some extra cash in the bank, moving out Bowers and. Um, yeah, so she's my worst pick of the week. See, that's like just classic because that's the, pretty much the reason why I outscored you, I think, and it's purely mm-hmm. because I didn't scroll down far enough to realise I had a West Coast player still to come that I could have upgraded. Yeah. So I just banked the cash. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm banked cash. Yeah, if I had scrolled down to my Club bench up. and see who I had. So not only has it cost me to win, it's also cost me about 100K, which is yeah. uh, might rule my trade plans this week. Uh, yeah, my worst pick was uh, Paxi Paxman. Um, mm. Just didn't get the job done. Um, had a nice roll in the first half, but then it kind of looked like she was playing defense defensive as well and then yeah. up forward and just didn't get involved when Melbourne mm. hit the, started to hit the front I think she might be the player that they kind of, she kind of lifts the team above but when they start flying yeah. maybe everyone else was just pulling their weight enough I, I know it's hard but I think there potentially is a bit of a chance that she does improve like you know people might rage, tra- rage trade her this week but yeah. I reckon that there's a chance that she kind of bounces back yeah hopefully the right role anyways uh, we'll check up with uh, the Marmalade boys and see how their teams went on the weekend so over to you
1: boys Yes, Hef and Case. It is Checkers here. Checking in from Melbourne. Um, I would love to bring you guys something a little bit more creative this week, but unfortunately I was back in Adelaide on the weekend. Didn't get to catch a lot of round one. Um, actually bumped into Hef at Norwood Oval for the AFLW showdown, the Port Crows showdown, um, very briefly. But I had my Div 12 Resies game on and we had a few appearances on. So I didn't get to watch a lot of the footy the first week, which was a little bit upsetting, but... I'll make up for it next week. I'm going to go to a few games this week. I'm going to watch the Crow Girls play at Icon Park, and I'll be going out to a few games on Sunday at Vic Park. So I'll get up to a bit of mischief and uh, bring you boys some some inside scoops next week. But just going to recap my team for round one. Um, I didn't really post it as well, which is a little bit annoying because I was on the plane. I was struggling to get internet, but I was going to post up who I sort of picked, but I had a bit of a stinker first week anyway. So luckily I didn't know on... I mean, luckily no one copied my team or, or wanted to like take much advice from what I had to say <laughs> week one because I finished up with a score of uh, 1,189, which left me in rank 7,648, which is a little bit of a stinker. Um, and it was a, started off on Friday night when Collingwood and Melbourne played. And last week I went to the 4W Captains launch day, I guess. Or we had that on episode one. Um, And I was speaking to Bree Davey, the captain of Collingwood, and she told me her hamstring was rather tight and she probably wouldn't play round one. So I didn't start her in my first side, my my initial side, and she slayed out 140 points and uh, made things really difficult. So that was a bit of a letdown. My up of the week, I guess, would say it was on also in episode one, but we spoke to Chloe Malloy, the captain of Sydney. And she said Ali Morfitt was going to be a good smoky or breakout player. I mean, at only 4.48% ownership, that, that one came true. She scored 94 points, took home the Rising Star of the Week award, I'm pretty sure. Um, and yeah, just slayed it in the ruck and played as a fourth midfielder, which is exactly what Chloe Malloy said, which I'll drag some of that audio in as well.
0: As well, and then Ali Morfitt because she'll get the ruck types. And she also plays as a fourth midfielder, which I know is good for the fantasy
1: leagues. I also thought I was going to be on a winner on Sunday when Kiara Bowers was laid out because I didn't start her. I went against the grain. I know a lot of people did start her, but the news broke pretty early and the fantasy community was pretty onto it. So I saw a lot of people trading in West Coast or Frio players and, and fixing that up. And uh, for the people that traded in, Emma Swanson, that worked out all right because she did ton up. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be looking to try bringing in Bree Davy this week. I think that'll be a big trade target for me and then maybe just working on getting get a few of those low break even type players because we saw some massive price rises week one there was mariana anthony from carlton went up 223k in one week so if i could nail someone with a low break even it'd be good for the salary cap and sort of work on a put a bit of cash in the bank there i guess but yeah we'll cross back to you in the studio i'll have jared davis joining me later in the episode um to discuss some stuff but yeah hope hope you boys are enjoying the aflw fantasy because i definitely am all
0: right. Thanks to the boys for recapping their teams for us. It's good to know who's in their sides and who their star performers were. Uh, but we're going to talk about some star performers here. So we'll talk about the top five players of the week. We won't um, harp on too long because they're bandied around everywhere. But uh, the one I've already mentioned was Georgie Prasparkas. She had 147 points, uh, 34 disposals, 22 of those were kicks, 12 handballs, four marks, 11 tackles. That's what we were talking about last week. The mm-hmm. tackle numbers are what really boost yep. the numbers there. So they, they can get big points. So we already talked about her a bit Brianna Davey though was the big one on the Friday night now mm-hmm. she's coming back from some injury, ACL. ACL and then yep. she was had hamstring preseason something like that as well see that's the type of thing that just throws me off mm-hmm. like I don't touch those players. Yeah. yeah. but big game yeah 131 points 35 disposals 23 kicks to them 5 tackles and a goal now I think a lot of people are jumping on her because of that price um, a lot of people want yeah, to, she's to trade still her only just week. up over a million yeah. yeah, which is obviously good going for, for a mid but Look, I think um, I'm, I'm a little bit um, cautious of her still. Like, So, I went back and checked some of her stats from the last kind of few seasons. She's only scored seven tons in 36 career games. Now, I know that price is nice, but uh, I am a little bit, you know, happy to take the risk and just say, let's just pump the brakes because you've kind of got guys like, you know, or girls, I should say, but, you know, Marinoff, Bowers, um, you know, Hatchard, Hatchard, um, a heap of other, heap of other girls who are who are really good, consistent scorers. We put up big tons, yeah, and we just haven't seen that consistently across uh, Davy's career. So I'm happy to just kind of pump the brakes there, and also coming off a big, you know, big injury. Yeah, um, sometimes you can be a little bit slower second up. So. I'm, I'm jumping on board. I think yeah, big injury, but it's only ten rounds as well. So like the toll probably you have really won't got to make each week count, don't yeah, you? Yeah, right? you do. So mm-hmm. that's the other thing that, and we'll talk about some of the pricing and price rises and yeah. stuff like that. That. Kind of, I just didn't factor in. Didn't it? It's kind of shocked nuts me how much they go. Yeah. Up. <laughs> so that's like another or cool down thing in, uh, to the game. We might talk about that in the trade stuff because that's kind of ruined my plans. Thinking that I'd just be able to yeah. fix some rookies week yeah. one. Yeah. Absolutely no way you can do that. Uh, but Amy McDonald um, for Geelong as well. She's in the top scorers, 127 points, 28 disposals, 11 kicks, 17 handballs, two marks, and 12 tackles. Also kicked a goal there. Mm-hmm. Just um, looking at some of the matchup stuff for this week, I went through. I will actually have some numbers out on the website. I think next week um, when I can actually compare it but Western Bulldogs were one of the easiest matchups for midfielders and it really explains why I guess Georgie Prespakis and uh, Amy McDonald went so big on the weekend whether Mm -hmm. that's a trend that continues whether it was just a bad week I think they might have had some injury issues as well Mm -hmm. uh, missing some of their key personnel Mm -hmm. I think I heard that Um, not that I actually know because I'm not an expert and I'm still definitely learning Um, but I think that could have been something there that uh, boosted the scoring Um, Charlie Robottom from the Gold Coast Suns what was her game like Case? Yeah look very easy to see and Our friend, Jimmy Rowbottom, it's his sister. Yeah, right. There's a few going around. So, she's a former number one pick. Oh, really? Um, Okay. Yeah. So, going to be an absolute star. Uh, She had 121 points, 25 disposals, 12 tackles and a goal. Um, Now- I'm a big third year breakout guy you are and just by chance Charlie's coming into her third season so look if you put her on the uh, the Keeper League Zone breakout tracker she started her first season average of 67 last year averaged 89 Now obviously we, you know small sample size with 121 but it's definitely tracking the right way up yeah. Um, yeah she looks like a genuine star and look if we were actually if there was Keeper Leagues at the moment in, in fantasy be I'd be jumping on her for sure I think she'd be a first round pick because she's uh, yeah young and only going to Get better, uh, and Jasmine Garner, 120 mm-hmm. points. Uh, what was her game like? Yeah, I watched a fair chunk of this game on the weekend, flicking in between uh, our dogs knocking off the the port in the Sandful Men's Finals. There. Oh, you, yeah, get you. Yeah, sorry, yeah. that thing that no one cares about anymore. Correct, but yeah. you know, <laughs> um, but look, I was didn't even know was on. I was so impressed by uh, Jasmine Garner, so I watched probably. <laughs> Three games, most of three games on on the weekend, and she was probably the one that impressed me the most. Has all the tricks, like so much class, kicked the first goal of the game within 22 seconds, took the clearance and bombed it from about 45 metres, I reckon. She had game-high clearances, metres gained, and um, she's a five-time All-Australian, so pretty easy to see why, so... um, I think she's pretty highly owned. 20% I kind of had a look at before, and it's easy to see why she is a genuine star. Yeah, just watching some clips of her in preseason and training and stuff like that looks like an absolute jet. Not just the way she plays the footy as well, just the way she kind of goes about it as well. Just looks like the ultimate professional. She's a very, very good player. Uh, All right, some of the underpriced names that kind of not- I guess I would say took us by surprise, but everyone Mm -hmm. took me by surprise (laughs) with how good it was. Um, But there's a few that were priced around that 300k mark Mm -hmm. prior to this round. Mm -hmm. They're not anymore. (laughs) But but, uh, Mariana Anthony, uh, she was uh, 300k before 99 points. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk us through that one, Casey. Yeah. uh, 14 touches for her, uh, 11 tackles. So another one who had a lot of tackles and keep the goal. So, you know, 50 of her 99 points came from tackles and goals. Um, really nice debut from her, no doubt. 26-year-old kind of mature age recruit. Was a genuine tackling machine, and, and she's going to be a popular choice um, for people to bring in to their size this week. But I'm an, another person who I'm kind of happy to let slide. Um, looking back through her VFLW scores, she's never been a massive disposal winner Um you know, she's kind of always averaged around that fifteen. Yeah, um, and she's never really had tackle games as high as she did on the weekend. So, look, you know, looking at my midfield, like I've I've kind of gone all primos in there. So for someone like me, she's probably not going to find my way into. Um, she's not going to find her way into my side, but um, I can see why some people will be interested uh, with that with that price price of her still now Tamara Luke had 87 points she was priced at 319k before the season opener mm-hmm. I believe they were missing a ruck they weren't were. they and she played in the ruck yep so she's listed as a forward mm-hmm now, this is a good score, 87 points, but will this continue if the, is it Lucy Wales comes Lucy back? Wales. So, yeah. she missed on the weekend. They think she'll be back this week, but it's yeah. still a bit 50-50. So, okay. look, for me, um, look, Tamara Luke had 42 hit outs um, to go with her 10 touches. I think if Wales misses again, she's kind of my trade target for this week. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, we know how much of a... I hit some of those um, prices can take so if we can get another good week out of her with with Wales still not playing could bank you some Bitcoin quickly exactly so um, you know and I really want to get rid of Antonio after letting me down so I think tomorrow Luke's probably the the girl i'm looking to bring in this week just at that rice pr- right price point now this is the thing i'm like talking about with the prices like usually if i knew that a player like this was only going to get one more week in the ruck mm. i would not trade them in because like what if three of my players get injured the following week and i yep. just got a dud on my field whatever but now if i don't trade them in i miss probably potentially another 200k price rise yeah. to my team my team value yeah and like i just don't understand how <laughs> so she's <laughs> gone up to 1k <laughs> and yeah, what was ridiculous. she last week Uh, 319 319 basically yeah yeah Um, Matilda Schultz was another one anyway for uh, Port Adelaide 300k uh, a ruck person um, 76 points Um, but yeah just as as a ruck just looked like comfortable Mm -hmm. out there and Mm -hmm. yeah just going to be the mainstay just carry the load for Port Adelaide so like this is why I actually lost points by having someone like her on the bench this week and playing Fleur Davies mm-hmm. um, over the top. That's the other thing with not having two emergencies: is yeah. the loophole stuff gets a bit tricky yep. um, as well. And having all green dots on you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. that's another. That's There's another. a lot of strategy behind this, especially in such especially yeah. in such, such, a, such a short season. And that's the thing with like a lot of people bringing in red dots to loophole these players on. Are they potentially missing huge? cash rises out of some of these yeah. players that's always my thinking like mm. I 100% will go with a full team of green dots mm-hmm. because I think the cash long term is more yep. important than the extra yep. 30 or 40 points you might get in that, that yep. first kind of round as well Agreed. but yeah Matilda Schultz um, just run her at Ruck 1 that's what I'm going to do for the rest of the season hopefully um, Harriet Cordner from mm-hmm. uh, Carlton 304k uh, what was her game like yeah really solid so she's um, kind of a, a key defender only played three games in the last couple of seasons after an ACL and um, the, the 74 she had on the weekend um, with her 14 touches was her second highest career score uh, in 38 games. So, um, probably one who you look obviously scored really well at that 304 k price point, but I'm not too sure she can kind of continue that on um, into the rest of the season. And the last uh, good performer from the cheapies was uh, Georgia Nanskorn, 300 uh, mm-hmm. A bit of a, a gun in the making, everyone's kind of saying. Um, highly touted player, but uh, missed... Last season, is that correct? Yeah, so another another girl with an ACL injury. Yeah, uh, she's a bit older. She's thirties. Yeah. I think uh, former hockey rule ro- ho- hockey roof So yeah. she's one of the the people that's come across and actually a dual VFL W um, medal winner. Yeah, so right. she's got two best and fairest her name. So she's an incredibly um, you know talented player. What I like, so she's got the forward status or defender oh, no. status? Defender status. Oh, sorry, it is. Um, no, she's a mid. Yeah, I got her in the midfield, Apologies, yeah. apologies. Yeah. But she had 52% uh, CBAs uh, into that Bombers midfield. So, look, she's got stacks of tons behind her in uh, the AFLW um, VFL comp. Sorry, the VFLW comp. And, look, if you are looking to bring someone in like a, a cheap midfielder, I reckon she's the one I'd be bringing in over um, uh, the much-hyped Michaela Anthony, uh, Mariana Anthony. Sorry, yeah. See, I've got her on the uh, on the bench, um, and that's another place I lost points with having Tiana Smith uh, thinking. With the, I think Saint Kilda had a few outs as well, so I thought yep. she might get more of a of the midfield role, but just didn't score on the weekend. But anyway, that's kind of some players we had our eye on over the weekend and uh, have our eye on um, bring into our teams this week. Uh, we'll now throw back to the Marmalade Boys. They're gonna recap their AFLW experience. I saw them at the uh, AFLW showdown on the weekend. I think Mobbed, they, you said. They were mob. You can't talk to him. Like, it's so hard because he just looked like one of those, like, those kids that are just trying to mob him and talk to him. It's like, hey, guys, <laughs> like, just hanging over, like, 50, you know, 14-year-olds or whatever. But, uh, no, good to see him. But uh, I guess they will recap. Uh, I'll hear about their story of the weekend now.
1: Yes, all right. I'm here with Jarrah Davis. It's Checkers. We've got Jara, Mate, you went to the AFLW on Friday night for the season opener. You were there at the great game. I watched on TV, but you were there ground side of the game. What was the vibes like?
2: The vibes were absolutely unreal, if I'm honest. Walking into the stadium, firstly, you couldn't get parking. There was that many people there. There's
1: not a lot of parking in Carlton, to be fair. But walking but in... It did look like a pretty busy crowd. Did they put the attendance on the screen? Or
2: I don't know if they put the attendance on the screen, but just by looking around, it was absolutely packed at Icon Park. People were...
1: attendance, they could fit 17,000 in there, and I think it was about fifteen. I remember seeing in the paper, but... It was it was huge. Pretty big. Good Good teams as well. Melbourne and Collingwood, obviously two teams that are seeing a lot of success at the moment in uh, the men's game. So the fans, did they transfer across or was it a different fan demographic?
2: I think it was a little bit of a mix of both, but I was I was excited by the fan bases. The, they were very up and about. They were very excited about both teams. There was just a lot of support there, which was which was good to see.
1: And the level of footy, obviously you saw Bree Davey um, rack up, which would have been good for a lot of fantasy sides. But in terms of like the quality of footy, do you think it's improved this year or...?
2: Well, obviously, well, Brie Davy had her own footy out there for pretty much the whole game. But you could see some of the passages of play were just absolutely incredible to watch. I mean, I saw Katie Hoare do a 45-metre switch kick to the other side, three marks down the side, down the open side of the ground into a goal. I mean, that's stuff that you probably didn't see a couple of years ago that you're now you're seeing now. Like, the improvement, the passages of play was just, was just really good to watch.
1: Definitely looked on TV. It was a good game to watch. I went to the Adelaide... And Port Adelaide showdown on the Saturday afternoon. I got there at halftime because I was playing in the Div 12 Resies. But the scores were bad even when I got there, and there was pretty free flowing as well. Like there was free flowing footy all weekend. I feel like we used to have a lot of um, people call the AFLW like ping pong, or say that it was really like aerial ping pong because it was a lot of like not high scoring, lots of contests, and maybe the skills weren't fantastic. But it was definitely that. I found it was moving a lot more freer and there's a lot more scoring this weekend than we've seen in probably the early years.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The, the flea, the, the free flowing football was, was definitely on show pretty much in all the games, all the weekend um, especially with Richmond, Richmond with a with a Queens sort of of that free flowing football there's and a,
1: good midfield there as well. With yeah, Conti and um, absolutely, Lousy.
2: and it probably won them the game at, in the end of it. Really, Did
1: you, um, one thing I noticed at the Crows and Port Showdown was that a lot of people in the crowd knew the names as well. Of players like in the past, I feel like there's obviously some diehards, and you have a lot of family at the ground, but there'd just be people there just from the men's game or from like the club base. That sort of would just be going to the games or wouldn't really know much going on. But definitely people around the ground were sort of like, you know, obviously Ed Marinoff and Ann Hatchards and um, Aaron Phillips are all like household names, but everyone was sort of yelling out like the back pockets or, you know, the forward pockets. I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head, but um, definitely noticed like even just kids in the crowd wearing like badges of players that probably weren't AFLW fans. Was that something you saw going on it? At- Icon Park on Friday, or
2: yeah, there were a lot of a lot of sort of badges that even I didn't know, and I thought I was a pretty big sort of AFLW fan and follower. But I think a lot of these girls are, are building their own brands, and and the social media teams are doing a very good job of exposing these players to as many eyes as possible, which has been sort of really encouraging to see over the off season. It's
1: definitely going to be an interesting season for it. We got up to a little bit of a stunt at um, at Norwood Oval, and we ended up getting. Some chocolate milk out to Ann Hatchard after the game. She sculled that down. I also saw Heffy in the crowd very briefly, um, which was pretty rare because I'm living in Melbourne and I went back to Adelaide and bumped into him. Was there anything like um, stunts or any activities going down at Icon Park? Did you see anything go happening? You were with a few of the boys?
2: Yeah, I was with uh, I was with Cater McDonald and uh, Connor Rogers and we were we were just trying to keep it head down for most of it. We No content? No, no, content? We, no, we sort of treated it like a local footy. We're on the fence, you know, trying to talk to the players and just, you know, encourage them from the sidelines. It really did feel like local footy, so there was not much content happening. But Have it was. You got uh,
1: content planned coming up for the AFLW?
2: I am so excited for content with the AFLW season. I'm brainstorming ideas every single day of stuff that I could do, so... There's, uh, there's going to be a lot planned for this season,
1: and I'm, uh, I'm excited to do it. Well, we'll be heading down to a few games this weekend. There's obviously games right near our house at Big Park, and uh, I'm also going to go to the Richmond and Crows game on the Friday, so we'll definitely tune in on them. How did you, how'd your fantasy side go? Did you, did you enter one? I did. I am. Uh, I actually, do you remember? Do you know your ranking off the top of your head? Uh, no,
2: but I did not do very well. I spent about two and a half hours making the team, goes a little bit longer than
1: that. And it did not go very well for me. You really need to be spending thirty plus hours.
2: Yeah, I think. I think my saving grace was Bree Davy. Without her, or- no, I had her VC. VC. Did you loop all her in? I did, and then I didn't. I, um, I backed Monique Conti in Ugh. to surpass it and uh, didn't quite it's work out. But run. yeah, I had a really uh, I had a really tough day on the fantasy. I listened
1: to a few of the girls um, and who they said was going to be like breakout players from the AFL media, W media launch. And um, Chloe Malloy nailed the Sydney Ruckman. She got the Rising Star nom. And Jeez. she had... Uh, she had <laughs> well, Chloe Malloy said she plays like a midfielder, but she's also a Ruckman. Yeah, we probably should have listened more to the... Well, I listened to a few of them, but then one of yeah. them said... Um, to get around a few of the port defenders and I picked them all and they all scored like 12 points so that was pretty handy but that ruled me. Um, and yeah, it's going to be interesting. Captain choice for this week before we head back to Heff in the studio. I think I have to pick Bree Davey. Bree oh, Davey will be there. We'll be there on the sidelines She's got her, her own park. footy. Every so, week
2: she's got her own footy. She's been out of the game 600 days and she came back with 35 and a goal. At the
1: media day she said she had a sore hammy and she didn't think she'd play around one oh. and then so I didn't pick her. And uh, it turns out that Hammy was working very, very well.
2: Oh, yeah, she's she's an absolute
1: freak. I'm uh, penciling in her for my captain this week. I'm going mean, to have to trade her in this week because I don't even start her on my side. But anyways, back to you in the studio. Hef, thank you so much for that. And we will check back in next week, obviously with some updates um, as we go gone to a few games this week.
0: Rightio, Hef, it is captain option time again. You, um, you know, let us down a good path last week. Who we got this week? Did I think I had Kiara Bowers number
2: one? <laughs> yeah, but she didn't play, <laughs> so like, it's not your fault. Yeah, I
0: think I had Garner and the other Prasparkas, not my Prisparcus, My uh, yeah, I've got uh, Maddie and Maddie Prasparkas. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that didn't go... Garner was fine, but uh, yeah, didn't have the best scores of the week. But anyways, um, let's get through my top five captain options of this week. Um, I'm going to go with Kiara Bowers at number one again if she plays. Like, I'm still hanging on her last game of 184 points, but... Uh, Average – oh, sorry, scored 141 um, in her last game against Collingwood. So, um, average is 92 um, at Victoria Park, I believe the game is as well. So, mm-hmm. I think she goes 120 plus if she plays. Mm-hmm. Um Ash Riddle from, uh, from North Melbourne um, comes up against Carlton. And these are the clubs for midfielders. Carlton, Port Adelaide, St. Kilda and West- Western Bulldogs all leaked points uh, on the weekend. So, Ash Riddle and Jasmine Garner um, are two players I'm looking at. So, either if you've got either of those, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to throw the C or a VC on them. I have to look at the fixture when they're all playing. But, um, yeah, that, I reckon both of those will be good. Um, Emily Bates, like I said, comes up against Western Bulldogs, another one that absolutely leaked points on the weekend. Uh, yeah, scored 106 on the weekend and had 88 the last time she played I Western a Bulldogs. I've got gold Emily Bates in my game day squad So That's definitely one to mm. chuck on the field. And uh, we'll go with Emma Swanson uh, from the West Coast Eagles with my uh, fifth choice. Uh, 98 in her last score against Gold Coast, but also has averaged 88 from their last uh, few meetings up there as well. About HBA Stadium as well, she averages 98. I think it's only the one game she's played there, but she scored pretty well there as well. So um, yeah, we'll go with those as the top five for the week. Very nice. All right, we'll round out the show now and uh, we'll just talk about our likely trades for the week. Okay, so mm-hmm. what are you thinking of doing? Well, at this stage, I've only got two in the barrel so i think i've got to trade antonio out after letting me down in the final game of the week last weekend and i also think i'm going to trade out eliza shannon in defense uh just didn't do enough um for me in defense and i kind of need a bit of a bit of better primo defender i kind of went a bit light there so uh antonio and shannon out at this stage and i'm bringing in tani evans uh, the defender from gws uh she averaged 54 last season um uh, she had a 90 odd on the weekend uh, up against the Swans. 19 kicks and one handball. So, I love that kick to handball ratio. She also played 95% tog and uh, 570 on metres gain. So, they want the ball in her hands and she's obviously super fit, just doesn't come off. So, she's coming in as well as probably Tamara Luke. I wanted to bring in or at least look at bringing in Neve Kelly from the Crows who had a super game. Yeah. Is um, that the Irish girl? It is the Irish yeah, girl. Yeah. She was awesome. Watch yeah. this game. Yeah. So she got 10 coaches votes on the yeah, weekend. Yeah, right. so, She was um, Yeah twenty-eight touches, six Ooh, clearances, one, like uh, ninety-five points. Didn't even have a tackle. Yeah, and we've seen how reliant, uh, you know, some of these girls are on tackle numbers to pump up their scores. So, I oh. want to bring her in, but uh, I just don't have the cash to do so. Thanks I might, to I um, may have the cash, for Antonio. That. So, yeah, if I could get Neve Kelly in, I'd be looking at that. But more than happy if. Um, if um, the Hawks ruck Lucy Wells doesn't play, that I'll bring in tomorrow Luke. I like that. I might do the Neve Kelly one as well. Um, just yeah, the eye, pass the eye test. That's that's mm. sure. Um, so this might be a bit a bit controversial. After captaining last week, mm-hmm. Emma Swanson, I'm going to trade. She's been dropped. I going to trade her out. Um, that is heartless. Only because I can bank an extra what 200k from going down to Bree Davy. Um, like Swanson, maybe that's how I can bring in Kelly. Yeah, that's that's another mm-hmm. idea. Because like for me Swanson wasn't even meant to be on my side anyway yeah, true so I can sideways that one out I've already banked a heap of cash from going down from mm-hmm. um, Bowers anyway so mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe going even further then bringing in someone like fixing up Anthony who I missed mm-hmm. and then yeah maybe with my last so I'm going to bring out Aaron Hall I don't need that second ruck now or that third yep. ruck that I've got yep. um, so I might take her out and I think I'm going to get rid of Lily Pothelswaite just because mm-hmm. I think if we don't get in that cash gen yep. straight away we're just going behind not that I don't rate her mm-hmm. and yeah I might actually Go to the Neve Kelly in the foreline because I'll have the money to do that. The other one was um, Tamara Luke, which I don't love because if she doesn't have that same role yep. going forward, I might yep. not do that. But I, yeah, that Neve Kelly one. I didn't even think of that one so that she might was, be yeah. my next she uh, was a treasure. real eye catcher yeah anyways that's our thoughts for this week I uh, hope you're enjoying uh, this kind of little venture into AFLW sorry if it's not as informative well not from me anyway from uh, some of the as some of the other podcasts it's more of a learning experience at the moment and it's really I don't know to be honest I'm just doing this to get myself into AFLW and I'm loving it at the moment yeah. so it's fun to talk about and fun to learn as we go it's, it's amazing so. how much fantasy can make a difference absolutely get fantasy uh, in every aspect of life every sport <laughs> in the world I think yeah <laughs> Anyway, all right, cool. Thanks for tuning in for another week. Thanks to the Marmalade boys for uh, chipping in with their content too. And we'll talk to you soon. See you guys.